Welcome to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to the Pound Perspective, episode 40, the big 4-0. Got my co-host here, Red. How we doing, brother? I'm good. What's up? What's up? Glad to be back, man. Yes, sir. It's been a minute. Been a minute. We've been having schedule issues, but hey, we're here. We're going to try and keep coming out with them, man. we got a lot of NFL to talk about, some craziness in the NBA that we got to throw in there, too, even though it's not NBA season, you know? Baseball's about to hit playoffs. We're not, we're not about to be covering that because... Who watches baseball? Um, but hey, I'm a Braves fan though. Braves all the way. We're winning. The, we're winning the World Series. Just want to say that, even though I'm such a, I'm, I'm not a real fan. But Dame Lillard to the Bucks, three team deal. It's not just Dame Lillard. There's some other pieces in that trade that might make some, um, make some noise in this upcoming season. We'll talk about that a little bit. Recap last week's games, and then we'll have some rapid fire game picks for this. Coming up week of NFL. We're recording this on Wednesday. It'll be dropping on Friday. So just want to throw that out there before we make our, our Thursday night prediction. It's it's legit. We're not, you know, we're not faking it. When my yeah. score is when my score is perfect, exactly how the game goes, you know, people might be guessing that I, you know, we recorded this on, on Friday and stuff. So just want to throw that out there. Um but Red, let's get into this, brother. Look, okay. if we were to ever cheat Y'all would not find out. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just exactly. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good point. Very good point. Let's get into this recap, brother. NFL had some big time, you know, things happen, not just football. And we're going to start with that. We're going to be ESPN right now covering this like it's the biggest sports news of all time. Travis Kelsey and T Swift are dating. And this is obviously the biggest sports news on the planet. Dude, you know, it's honestly sad that Taylor Swift was on red zone more than the Jets were. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, bro, like, who was it that went to the uh, the Sunday night game and just no one gave a shit? <laughs> was it Carrie Underwood? Like, just nobody said anything, man. And look, who cares you know, her? we don't have to spend a lot of time on this for real. <laughs> no. But, like, this is genius, bro. Like, for one, you know, this is a bigger thing, but I, I don't understand why they do this every year. There starts just being less and less 4 o'clock games. Well, there's, like, three there's this only week. Th- yeah, there's only three. Well, that's the perfect time to cut to T-Swift every other every other play like they were doing. I mean, it was genius, man. I'm not going to say that it was, you know, all strategic, but definitely a little bit of that went into it. Oh, but man, you know, I mean, I mean, congrats to him, I guess, Travis Kelsey, you know, I think he's going to be like a freaking movie star. He's going to be like, you know, the next, uh, I don't even know. He's going to be like, a the rock. Like a henchman in a James Bond movie, <laughs> like right. the fourth bad guy. I like it. I like it. Yes, <laughs> Some sir. weird accent, but <laughs> no, nah, man, I mean, you know, cool, I guess. Cool. I don't know what to say. Cool. Like, cool. I love it. I love it. I mean, we were just talking about this before the pod. 
You know, you're you're you know, you're looking to become a director. Imagine directing that football game. You're producing that game. You're the one calling the shots. You get there to the Chiefs Chiefs Bears. We know it's gonna happen. It's gonna be terrible. We're gonna yep. we're gonna get some of the worst views in the entire league because it's gonna be over in the first quarter. You get there, you sit down, game's about to start. You look at one of those cameras and is that is that Taylor Swift? Is, is that is that T Swift? All right, new bulletin, bulletin, bulletin board material. We're going to show her after every single play, especially when, when Trav gets in the end zone. It took four freaking quarters for him to get in the end zone. But, hey, you know. yeah. Anytime y'all see her talk to anybody, do a close-up <laughs> shot of it. Go to her. Like, Go to her. <laughs> like, dude, God forbid she try to have a private conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's oh over. My God. I mean, Travis Kelsey. Arguably the best tight end of all time. I mean, that's arguably. I don't. I don't know if you agree with that. Arguably, could be thrown in that conversation, man. He's definitely top five. Yeah. And everyone. You, you can de- you can definitely make the argument. You definitely can make the argument. Everyone in the football universe knows who Travis Kelsey is. Good looking guy, baller at football, can dress well. It's funny. Got a, got the best sports podcast on the planet. That's it's nothing. Nothing compared to Taylor Swift. Not, nothing. This, it, she's a billionaire. I mean, she, she, is the biggest face on the planet right now. It feels like, you know, when it comes to music. And man, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna cut it short here. We don't want to stick too long on T Swift's impact in the NFL. I am an NFL Swifty though. I think it's great for the sport. Hey, we're getting we're getting all kinds of new people in the sport. I think it's it's perfect. It's oh yeah, it's great. You know, uh, I was watching the Pat McAfee show. They're showing all these. Taylor Swift fan accounts explaining football to Swifties. It's great. It's perfect. Well, I mean, I mean, there's not only that. You know, there's also even though it's stupid, the damn <laughs> the uh, the Toy Story game. Yeah, like, yeah. At least they're trying to appeal to make football such a wide audience yeah. sport. I'm extremely intrigued to see how stupid that is. Uh, I have no idea how that's going to work that Toy Story game, but. Yeah, I'm a I'm an NFL Swifty. Let's see how it goes. Travis Kelsey has oh, yeah. the has the world in his hands right now. Love the New Heights podcast as well. So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see how many more games she's at, how many more headlines she steals from, you know, this team that put up 70 points this weekend. Oh, two points from breaking the NFL record in games. That that happened. That happened. Oh yeah, the Dolphins, unstoppable offense. You know, scores 70. On Sean Payton's brand new Broncos, and man, they they do not look good. That defense is absolutely horrendous. Don't want to take anything away from that offense, but my God, this defense has been terrible all season. And yeah, stats going to be swayed after a seventy piece allowing what six hundred, seven hundred total yards. Should have been more. Hey, it should have been. It should have been more. It should. Eighty of that was from Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> Mike White even got in the game and cook. So. Red, I'm gonna send this one to you. Uh, what what is there to say? Uh, are the are the Dolphins the best team in the league? Let's just say, let me just ask you that. Well, it's kind of like the Travis Kelsey best all time argument. In my opinion, they're not. But okay. okay, if anybody wants to make that argument, you got to at least listen to it. Mm. Like you know, the same. The reason they're not my number one right now is the same reason last year the Eagles weren't my number one <clears throat> at this time. Okay. I just, you know, you can call it bias or what. 
I just think the Chiefs, like, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know they lost their first game by one point, missing, you know, their number one target and probably the second best defensive lineman in the league. And Kadarius Tony was absolutely terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, the Chiefs are still number one, but the Dolphins, man. I mean, look, I'll say it like this. If they do, if that offense can put up, like, over 40, hmm. two out of the next four or five games, they got to be number one. Yeah. I mean. Especially if that defense, I mean, dude, Jalen Ramsey isn't even playing right now, and Jalen Waddle was out last week. That's the thing no one has talked about is that Jalen Waddle was out last week, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, they definitely don't have to put up seventy if they just keep scoring and that defense is around average. They're probably going to be the number one, but I just can't put them up there right now. Hey, got respect for the champs. I can't disrespect that at all, but I'm here to tell you this team is the best team in the league currently. This team okay. is cooking right now. So fun to watch. Kyle Shanahan, we talked about how he re- he's revolutionizing the game right now in, 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 with the 49ers. We could kind of all agree with that, how he's playing offense, kind of bringing back old school football with some new, new age styles. You got Mike Daniels out here just, he does the same thing, has this, run offense and turns it into this powerhouse of a passing offense. Tua can throw it anywhere. His accuracy is insane if he's healthy. Like we said, we said. See, see dude, that, that's the thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's the thing people don't even realize is, you know, last year the passing game was such a big part of the offense. Mike McDaniel was the run game coordinator in San Fran. Like, I love A-Chan. I love Mostert. Them guys ain't doing that with a lot of other coaches. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Like, it took them a little bit to build up the line, but, like, the way Derry won last week, obviously you don't expect to put up 70, but, like, the run being first is how this team is kind of meant to be to win, in my opinion. Yeah, and I respect that you said A-Chan and not A-Chain. He made yeah. that very clear. Made that <laughs> very, very clear. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's insane what he's doing over there in Miami. I mean, ah, I've never seen anything like this to start a season. I mean, we knew, though. We said it. We said it. The talent was there. They were in our top, you know, I think they're both in our top at least six or top five yeah. in our power rankings. We said a two is healthy. This team has a chance to do special things. I thought the defense would look a little bit better. But, well, you got Vic Fangio. Things will just keep getting better every week. This offense looks like, if I mean, they're putting up 40 every week. And I don't know if there's a chance a team can even beat them. Best offense in the league. Uh, talent everywhere. Like you said, Jalen Waddle didn't play. Jalen Ramsey hasn't played all season. Won't play until December. And he'll come in fresh, it looks like. He'll get some games under his belt before they hit the playoffs because they are making the playoffs. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you get a fresh Jalen Ramsey going into the playoffs. I understand where you're coming from with the Chiefs. I'm surprised neither one of us said the 49ers here. 49ers are cooking still, too. I mean, they look they look good. They look good. And That's the top three. That's no, the top three right there. Without a doubt. And you got to keep Philly in there as well, but they're still kind of figuring some things out. Looked really good against the Bucks, but uh, the Bucks are going to be the Bucks. Uh, I, I like Baker. Baker looks good, though. <laughs> Baker looks good. Can't disrespect Baker too much. 
I'll ask you this, though, because mm-hmm. out of this topic, what's wrong with the Broncos, man? Just real quick, what, what is wrong with this team, man? Worst man. So I just want to say it is not the offense. The offense hasn't been great by any means, but, like, they have not been a bottom five offense. Russell Wilson's played a lot better. You know, it sucks, man, but they really have just had a lot of injuries. You know, I don't want to make a lot of excuses for them because I think the main problem goes deeper than that. But, uh, I mean, you lose Tim Patrick. You lose Baron Browning. I mean, who else? Uh, Greg Dulcich. Yep. You know, Caden um, Stearns is a safety they lost. Like, yep. They just – Jerry Judy, I, didn't he miss week one, I'm pretty sure? Yep, he, he was – yeah, and he's still not fully healthy, so. Yeah, so, I mean, they just, it's every year with this team. I think they just, Javante Williams just got hurt. So, I mean, dude, it's just every year. Also, man, Sean Payton's overrated. Mm. I mean, I just don't, like, mm. this dude wants to come out and say that Nathaniel Hackett had one of the worst coaching jobs ever. I'm sorry, you can't say that and start off 0-3. Yeah. Obviously, Sean Payton is up here. Nathaniel Hackett's down here. But, like, Hmm. Nathaniel Hackett came from that Kyle Shanahan, you know, that branch. You you don't think all them coaches are going to try to score 70 on Sean Payton? (laughs) After everything he said? Yeah. After he's coming in here like, oh, look, I know y'all think y'all got it. I took a year off. Like, let let old big nuts get back up in here. (laughs) I mean (laughs) – I'm not going to say I don't like Sean Payton, but I just think he got a little bit – over his head, man. I mean, that division was – I never. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs to begin with. I think that's dead automatically now. Um, just because that division's so tough. <laughs> and it's just – I mean, it's one freaking coach, man. Like, I know he's a great coach, but, like, it's one coach being in one team for one off season, and they didn't add that much to the roster. So, I'm not saying that – Oh, Sean Payton sucks, but like, I think he's, I think he's being overhyped, and I think he's going to take a little bit more time to get it to where he wants it, which will be better, but still won't be, you know, what people expected. Ah, wish I could disagree, uh, disagree with you, man. But uh, made some solid points. First things first, like you said, this is not Russell Wilson's fault. Russell Wilson is playing good football right now. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. Stowing around 60-ish, over 65% right now in the season, almost 800 yards. He looks good. He looks good. You said injuries, it's a very valid point. That's kind of been a highlight-ish when you, when you talk about why this team's not been playing good at all. I'm, I'm, and I'm with you, man. It's starting, as a Saints fan, it's, you know, it's hard not to support Sean Payton. I've had a weird taste in my mouth out when it happened, when the whole thing was, Haggett thing happened. I said, are y'all surprised he talks, you know, he talks shit. This is Sean Payton. But at the end of the day, that's a, it's an unwritten rule among coaches. Everyone knows that. Even a guy like us two, we understand. We're sports fans. That's the, you don't, you don't talk about coaches like that. Other coaches, even, even though it might be true. Nothing he said might be false, but you know, exactly. And you don't say that. You don't, especially on oh, like a radio show or whatever the hell he Dude, said it. You know how easily Bill Belichick could have just blasted Urban Meyer? Yeah. 
No. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And there's – you can say that. Because he's focusing on winning the freaking game. Exactly. And it feels like Sean's worried about the wrong things, too. Like, I don't know. I'm a shock. The defense is horrible. Defense is absolutely terrible. I like Vance Joseph, but he is not coaching that, that defense up. It's a, It does feel like a Sean Payton power struggle type of thing. I don't know what's wrong. I don't have an answer to what's wrong exactly. But I know what I'm seeing is really, really bad. And we're going to pick a game later in this game. We might just you know, throw our predictions out there, have no opinion. But we get the, the doo-doo bowl today uh, you know, on Sunday <laughs> between the Broncos and the Bears. That's absolutely horrible. And whoever loses that game, their season is dead. It's dead. It's over. There's nothing you can – you can't bounce back from no. losing to either one of those teams. So I, I don't know what's wrong fully. I am kind of happy. This is kind of solidifying Drew's status as a goat. Not the, but a goat. I don't think anyone questions that. But, you know, hey, if Sean Payton doesn't have Drew, he might be working at McDonald's, bro. So, let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just take this step back. I kind of agree. Maybe Sean Payton got a little overhyped coming to this season. I overhyped him. I thought the Broncos would be uh, a lot better than they are. But um, definitely was wrong about that when I was wrong about the Vikings as well. So uh, <laughs> don't ever listen to me if you want uh, sports <laughs> sports advice. I guess that's the moral of the story. Let's let's go to that that team you're wearing on your head. That was a that was a tough game, brother. Tough game. They they were coming in as massive massive favorites. People were talking about them being the best team in the league, best team in the league. And, and no no offense, the Cowboys will be the Cowboys. And uh, they they let the hype maybe get to them. I don't know. I don't think that's the truth. I think it's the NFL and any team can win. Red, what's your opinion on this game? Are you in panic? Is there a panic mode happening? You know, you lose Diggs, you lose the Cardinals. Do you panic? Are you panicking as a fan? Or is this just, hey, is this just the NFL? No, look, I'm not panicking. Um for one, this is just the this is just the freaking games that Dallas loses, man. Like it's <laughs> just go. every year it's a game. Who did they? Who was it they lost to last year? Around like I think it was like week ten. Oh, it they was, were. It was uh, like they were like seven and one, and lost by like two touchdowns to was it the, a bottom five team. And I forgot who it was, but it wasn't the Steelers, was it? No. No, it wasn't the Steelers, but anyway. But I'll find it. I mean, they they just I don't know. The whole time I was watching it, I was kind of just sitting there waiting. Like, <laughs> all right, all right, come on, I'm gonna get the lead. It's into the third quarter. I'm like, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> it's getting a little late. But no, um, I don't think it's time to panic. You know, for one, losing Trayvon Diggs obviously sucks. Uh, you definitely love. Them bringing in Stephon Gilmore over the off season, you know, it, it was, sucks because he's was it the Commanders beating y'all twenty six to six? That probably was, yep. So, um, but I mean, you want Gilmore to be the number two, but if he has to be your number one, I mean, he's been there, done that. He's not what he used to be, but he's no worse than above average at this point. And then Deron Bland, I mean. He's never – for his first game outside, I didn't think he played terrible. He's mostly played as a slot corner. They have some depth, some depth. But, dude, the thing that lost them the game, it was not Dak Prescott. 
It wasn't losing Trayvon Diggs. It was the freaking run defense. <laughs> Thank man. you. Preach. And look, man, I'll just say it like the defense they run, the defense Dan Quinn likes to run, they do a lot of three safety looks. You know, you got mm-hmm. Curse, Donovan Wilson, and Malik Hooker. And then they got Wanye Thomas, who they use in there basically as a linebacker. But, dude, so it's kind of built to give up. I don't want to say it's built to give up run yards, but, like, you're expecting to not be a top-five run defense. Like, that's just kind of with the three-safety look, you're looking more to get big plays, big, you know, big turnover plays in the passing game. Um, Well, where was I going with this? Hold on. <laughs> oh. oh, well, that's fine, you yeah. know. But you can't give up 220 yards. Mm. If you give up 110 yards with a three-safety look, get a takeaway, that's what you're going for. So it's just – it's not even the secondary's fault. It's just – I mean, dude, it don't – if they were to play the Eagles, they'd give up 300 rushing yards. Like, they just have no – the way the defense is built, it's like they need just tanks up front. Mozzie Smith has looked okay the little bit he's played, but, like – He's a rookie nose guard. Like, those dudes don't just pop. (laughs) So, he needs a little bit of time. I mean, the defensive line is getting a little bit better, but it's just, I don't know, that three-safety look, man. It's like they're just, you can't have a defense like that and let up, give up that many rushing yards. Like I said, if it's 100 less yards, okay. (laughs) You know, you want to outscore these teams, not hold them to 10 points. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely a weird game to watch. It's crazy that Taylor Swift. Which, uh, which hey, I want to say real quick. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm completely wrong because I don't think Brian Flores would be necessarily a great coach, and he was kind of in the same scenario. Man, them guys like playing for Jonathan Gannon. I'll give it to him, man. <laughs> yeah. He's not a bad coach. Like, nope. them guys were ready. They had, that was one of the things. Like, honestly, the Cowboys kind of got out coached there. Not completely, but in the second half, they did for sure. Like, Jonathan Gannon had a great game plan. Mm. 100%. For me, it was, it was kind of a. The thing that shocked me was how much more physical Arizona was compared to the Dallas. And, and you kind of alluded to it when you talk about this. This defense, it's not really a, it's not a 49ers defense where they're going to try and smack you in the mouth. A Pittsburgh defense, a Pittsburgh Steelers defense where they're they're trying to stop you every single play on the run. They're not going to let you run the ball. They're kind of a bend but don't break. Like you said, big plays, get the sacks on the long third downs. Michael Parson eats, you know. Yeah, exactly. Demarcus Lawrence is that other guy on the other side. I mean, he was... He was one of the best in the league last couple years, and now he's the two there. It's like, it's one of those things for me. I'm not shocked that it happened when it comes to what the defense allowed. I'm just more shocked how just Arizona just looked more. I don't want to say for more prepared because it's uh, Dallas was ready, but it just they look more prepared, man. It it felt like the Cardinals were more prepared for Dallas. Dallas was more prepared for the Super Bowl. Yes. That's a good that's a good way to put it. It felt kind of like they're just overlooking them, man. And yeah, it's the NFL. No one overlooks anybody. Everyone understands that any team can lose, any team can win on any given Sunday, Monday or Thursday, but this should have happened. I mean, they were 
let's see, they were 11-point favorites. And 11 in the NFL is pretty crazy. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But it's not like Arizona's been, like, laying eggs every week. They've been winning games. They sh- should have won against the Commanders week one. Definitely should have beat the Giants. Yep. They This team legitimately could be 3-0 and right now. Couple things don't break their way. Joshua Dobbs looks like an absolute dog right now. He's just facilitating his offense perfectly. The team doesn't even Man. have his jersey, bro. You can't even buy his jersey in the store. Like, <laughs> what's going on right now? Joshua Dobbs, respect to him coming in like two days before the season. It feels like and yeah, he's just—he's one of the most likable guys. Yes, he is. For some reason, and bro, his TikTok's not bad. I don't got TikTok, but I see it on other social media <laughs> platforms. His TikTok's good. He's got some good TikToks out there, man. Uh, I was shocked, definitely shocked. I think everybody in the NFL world was shocked. But this is a perfect game to prove any team can win on any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. There shouldn't be panic. The Cowboys are still great. They still got a lot of talent. Tony Pollard's still cooked. Dak, terrible interception. We can all terrible interception at the end of the game. That was horrible. Like I watched that one saying that one was bad, Dak. Happens. It happens. Every quarterback has bad throws, man. And you can't look too much into one game week three of the season against a team that, like I said, legitimately could be 3-0. and Definitely not the worst team in the league. I love their fight. I love their moxie. I love their grit. I love their physicality. Like you said, Gannon's got this team balling. I wasn't sure what to think about Gannon. He had one of those pressers kind of like you know, Sirianni when he got to the Eagles saying, this guy, I don't know if this guy is a guy. And guess what? It's kind of showing early on this guy can might he might be a guy you know he might get this oh, team yeah. he's gonna get this team ready so respect to the Cardinals don't want to take anything away from them but Cowboys fans like yourself don't uh, don't don't freak out calm down the season's a very long season this is one of those things that you can learn from so if a game like this decides a team season then they weren't gonna go anywhere anyway yeah, fair very very fair. Very fair. Week three is determining your season. I don't, maybe the Bears. Maybe the Bears after that terrible, terrible Well, they're loss. not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift's more popular than the Bears. More talented probably, too. So um, Probably throw a football better than Justin <laughs> Fields. <laughs> probably, bro. It, that, that's a dumpster fire over there in Chicago, man. <laughs> Absolute dumpster fire. I mean, I don't want to bring up bad, bad news, but what these allegations are a defensive coordinator that got – you know, got kicked out. They're not good. They're nasty. Really bad. I'm not going to yeah. bring it up on here. But uh, terrible, terrible what's going on there in Chicago. If there's any Chicago fans listening, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Let's go to my team now. Repping. Because it's, it's, it's locked down Lattimore week. Got Mike Evans. Guarantee. Guarantee Mike Evans does not go over 20 yards in this game. Yeah, he might not even get a catch. Locked down Lattimore, always, always just out of the game. But they look great on defense for three quarters. Dang, you're unstoppable. And then Jordan Love dropped his nutsack on the entire New Orleans Saints fan base and organization. Just it, on the whole swamp, dude, man. Everywhere. <laughs> it was it was so bad. And Jordan Love came out and said, I'm that guy. That was it felt kind of like a hey, I'm here now. This is a I'm a here moment. Uh, I'll start us off on this one. I was shocked. <laughs> I looked on Twitter and saw this this comeback is about to be legendary. And I was like, it's not, not going to happen, dude. It's not going to happen. This defense is playing too good. 
I don't know what changed to go into that fourth quarter. He just started ta- attacking the corners. And we were, de- were down Adebo, our number two, and we had a dude named Yidem. He's had some moments. He had a pick earlier in the season. He's not bad, but he's definitely not his starter. And he got picked on a little bit, and Jordan Love said, hey, this is the guy I'm going to throw at every single time. Dobbs, Romeo Dobbs. That Wait, wait, mm-hmm. that's his name, right? Yeah. Animal. He's so good. Jalen Reed, he's good. Got guys on Tavian Wicks. Hey, Wicks. Hey, he had some moments without Aaron Jones for them to do that. AJ Dillon couldn't do anything on the ground, it felt like. He is not. I thought he was going to be better than he is, and he did not look really good. Saints defense is usually pretty good against the run, though. I was, I mean, I, I think it's more about what Love did than what the Saints couldn't do, in my opinion. You lose Derek Carr, you can't blame too much on offense. Yeah, the offense was, you know, you know, giving it back to the defense after three plays, it felt like. The defense was on the field for the entire game. But for me, it's this is uh this is this is more about Jordan Love showing that he's an NFL quarterback and I think Packers fans might just have found another guy for the next fifteen years. These guys just somehow just just breed these guys and they don't have to worry about a quarterback position. Just don't miss. I don't miss and I like Jordan Love coming out of the draft. I'm impressed with what I saw against the good Saints defense. Yeah, we weren't fully healthy, but you know what the Packers do? They didn't have Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, uh, Bakhtiari. So I don't want to take anything away from the Packers, man. That, that was an awesome moment, and that was a moment that feels like, hey, this could turn around a season. And, yeah, it's not like they were 0-2 going to that game. They were 1-1 now, 2-1. Not saying their season was dead, but that was a moment where, hey, we can win. With Jordan Love, oh, yeah. he could win us games himself. So, I was impressed. Uh, Saints, thank God, Derek Carr will not be missing the season. I was very terrified that he broke his collarbone or something bad, but he uh, only AC sprain. I don't imagine he'll play this week, but Saints will respond. I'm not too worried. Defense is still great, and yeah, they got a little exposed, but hey. Anything can happen. That's a perfect, another perfect example. Anything can happen on any given Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. Saints give it up. Offense is still not good at all, even with Jameis, even with Derek. I mean, we only put up, I think, 10 points on offense. They had a punt return, too, for Rashid Shahid, who is an absolute dog. He is fast. He is very good. Leads the league in all purposes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Saints offense is more more of a question mark than anything with the Saints. Yet yeah, the defense gives up that game, but they were on the field all game. Offense, I need y'all to figure it out. Derek Carr, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's the problem with this offense, but they got to figure it out. I think it's Pete Carmichael. I do not like him. But, Red, what's your thoughts on this game? And Jordan loves performance. Man, look, I'm not being a hater. I just, this is Dennis Allen, man. It's, yeah. mm. This is, look. A great defensive coordinator comes in there with a great game plan. Mm. You know, like you said, the offense just the offense just they're not bad, but they're just just the most mediocre shit ever. It, it doesn't make sense with all the talent they have, you know? And then I mean, and now you lose Jamal Williams for the year. Yep. So I mean I hate to say it, man. I'm not – the season definitely is not dead. They could easily still win that division. They could easily still be a top six seed in the NFC. But I just – I don't know. Games like this are like – these are the games that Dennis Allen, to me, just is why I don't think he should be a head coach. Because, like, like I said, he comes in there with a great plan. It's working. 
the minute something doesn't work, he just cannot adjust. No. I just feel like he doesn't have the the head coach gene of like, all right, let me take over. You know? He doesn't seem very vocal. And I mean, the defense, dude, like the defense for that team, you had one playmaker on offense. I think you had a running back with some legit speed in there because I know you got Camaro, but, I mean, he's still – he's not really – at this point in his career, he's not really like a east-to-west guy. Mm -hmm. So you had just somebody with speed. I mean, that team can be really good, but, dude, I just – I don't know. In terms of the Packers, like Jordan Love, he reminds me kind of a Trevor Lawrence. Like he can make every throw. He's got the arm to fit it in there. When he misses, it's – it feels like he misses because there's no touch. Like, it just mm. is gunned in there too tall or too left or too right. Like, he never floats a pass in there that yeah. is just a little off. It's always like he just ripping it Rip. and rips it too hard. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not as high on the Saints as you are. I definitely, like I said, the season, it's not like it's over. It's freaking week three. They're two and one. But I mean, I just, I don't know, man. I don't see, unless you go out and add somebody, like, how much better can the offense really get, in my opinion? I mean, just because it's, I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like Dennis Allen. See, if you had Dennis Allen and then Kellen Moore as your OC, something like that, like a young offensive mind, maybe you had the dude who's in Houston now, Bobby Slowick, somebody like that. Like, I feel like that's what he needs. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating part is that, I mean, I would put this Saints receiving core and he's definitely top 10. I think it's a top five unit, you know, with Chris Olave doing absolutely ridiculous things weekly. I mean, he's had like three one-handed catches already on the season. Rashid Shaheed is an absolute burner and Mike Thomas is healthy. He looks good. Mike Thomas looks good. You know, this receiving core is great. Running back, that's definitely weird. Jamal Williams, he didn't look good in the season when he was playing in general, but he's still a vet, you know, he still has played a lot of football. I like Kendra Miller, the rookie, but he's a rookie, you know? Yeah. Tony Jones, he's bouncing around the league. He's a hard runner, but like you said, they don't have, who's y'all's backup? Who's the Cowboys backup? Dowdle? Dowdle? I mean, you got Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn. Dude, Dowdle, that dude, that dude's fun to watch. He's fast. He's got a little pop in him. Dude, he is good. And, the Saints just don't have a guy like that just chilling in the running back room. The biggest thing for the Saints is that offensive line. Horrible. It has just been playing terrible all season. They can't protect the quarterback. They can't create any holes for the run. And they talked, I think they talked about ESPN and Pat McAfee, how like you see these teams like the Cowboys, like the Philadelphia Eagles, that literally put a lot of money, a lot of money into their offensive lines. And, oh, guess what? They can run the ball. They can protect the quarterback. If you have a bad offensive line, your team's not – the offense doesn't have a chance. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is, who you have at ru- a receiver, who you have at running back, who you have at tight end, even who the coordinator is, you know. If you don't have anybody yeah. that can protect or open holes, it's – nothing's going to happen. And I feel like that's the biggest struggle so far for the Saints. I've never been a real Pete Carmichael fan since Sean Payton left. It feels like he's trying too hard to keep this Sean Payton era uh, offensively, and it's just – you're not – it doesn't work. It's not Drew Brees back there, dude. I completely agree. I think the Saints, if this offense doesn't get better at all this season, Pete Carmichael's out the door. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Dennis gets out the door too. But yeah, Saints, you you you're making me you you're pissing me off. You're pissing me off. And this is the beauty of the NFL. You start two and zero. I'm thinking, hey, we're here. Saints are here. You lose one game, and yeah, it's a f- just horrible loss, terrible loss. Again, you shouldn't lose, but a loss can absolutely change your opinion of an, on an entire season. So I don't know. We'll see. Who that all the way? Hey, real quick, Lockdown. real quick. I just thought of this. So, if the Commanders lose another game or two, get blown out, mm. you know, maybe they fire Ron Rivera. Mm. Would you give up a pick for Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson? I would easily give up a fifth or a sixth for I would, Antonio Gibson. See, I would rather Brian if we're going to make the move, you know. Yeah. Alvin's best days were when he had another running back. That could mm-hmm. carry load. A Mark Ingram, like most Mark Ingram AK days were so fun to watch. Like it was perfect. It needs to be a boom and zoom type of deal with the Saints. It doesn't feel like that. Even if Jamal was healthy, it didn't feel like that was going to happen. Jamal's, yeah, he's not as good. Uh, it's just there's not he's not the same level runner as Mark was in his prime. You need a guy like a Brian Robinson that's going to give you t- a James Connor. You know, uh, um, what about uh, Elijah Mitchell? So yeah, hey, hey. Hey, hey now, don't give me Might excited. have done something. Hey, make the calls. Hey, Jalen Warren. I wish. He's he's good. He's good. They ain't going to get rid of him with Najee not being that guy. There's some guys out there that the Saints, you know, could make a move on. I wouldn't mind seeing the Saints kind of pull the trigger. They're not really a trade-happy team and kind of would maybe shake up the team, you know, shake up the, the you know, hey, hey, Dennis, Dennis, good move. Good move, Dennis, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's gets, it gets these things to be something to be excited about, but that'll be it for me with the with the New Orleans Saints. Let's give you a couple upsets, brother. You know, the Colts beat the Ravens with Minshew Magic. Ma- Minshew Magic. Don't disrespect that. I can't disrespect that man's name. Minshew Magic gets a dub over the Ravens and the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Hey, best rookie in oh, the yeah. league. He's looking great. They beat the Jags. Jags are looking weird. Apparently, Doug Peterson's not calling plays out there. Why? I don't know. Third coordinator for Trevor Lawrence in three years. Yeah, that sounds smart. Yeah. Brad, give me your couple thoughts on these games, and which one was more impressive to you? Man, so definitely I think the Texans winning was a little bit more impressive just from how good C.J. Stroud looked, but – Real quick on the Colts and Ravens, and I'll keep it short. Real quick, you know, shout out Minshew, Minshew Mania, baby. Yep. But um, dude, if you're the Ravens, you know, I'm staying by my Super Bowl pick. They still are my Super Bowl pick. That defense starting to worry me. I think they re- rely on Jadavion Clowney a little bit too much. Maybe. I mean, Clowney at this point cannot be somebody you have in there on crucial rundowns. Mm as your number one edge run defender. Like, that just – that can't happen. Mm. Nate, I mean, look, you know, the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss had 30 carries for 120 yards. <laughs> Trey Sermon, who they signed to their practice – or they, who they signed off, I forgot whose practice squad he was, like three days before the game. There you go. Comes in there and gets six touches. Like, I mean, they – Dude, what are y'all going to do if the freaking Ravens have to play 
I mean, even the Chiefs, man, with Pacheco could put up 150 yards on that defense. Like, I just feel like they still are my Super Bowl pick, but that defense has got to get better. It's not even the secondary. It's just there's no rush or pressure whatsoever. And then nothing really to say about the offense. But in terms of the other game, the Texans and the uh, Jags, I'm with you. It's weird that Doug Peterson isn't calling the plays. The Jags kind of look like – I don't even say they look like they took a step down because, like, they looked weird last year. It just felt like they got kind of hot toward the end of the year. Mm. But it still feels the same. They just are the most unbettable team ever. <laughs> They're the most just inconsistent just, I don't know, some games they just cannot do anything. But, man, C.J. Stroud. Hmm. Look, man. You saw that one. Just saying. Somebody had him as their number one. Somebody had him as their number one. There you go. Not the, the real thing that was impressive to me is that the freaking play calling. Hmm. D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick are doing something over there in Houston. And, I mean, the Texans just look better. Like, just at every level almost. Like, you got freaking Andrew Beck in there running back a freaking touchdown. He's a fullback. Like, that doesn't happen. You got Tank Dale, who's 5'8". That dude's 5'8". He's only lined up in the slot for 21% of his snaps. Like, he's kind of breaking the mold, and you're doing that with a first-time offensive coordinator in there. Like, stuff like that with a young rookie quarterback working out it's how you keep getting jobs. Like, you invent stuff like that. I'm not saying he invented it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, it's just I was very impressed by Stroud. You know, he still was missing. I think Laramie Tunsil played. I could be wrong, but mm. I think Titus Howard was still out. I don't think Shaq Mason played. I know they were down at least two starting offensive linemen. Yeah, I know Mason didn't play. So, I mean – you know, there's a chance they could get eight wins. On, I'm not saying they will, but they could get eight wins on the season easily. Hey, that, that division seems like it might be wide open with the Jags kind of not being what they should be. Uh, Titans, Titans offense is horrible, you know. Colts, Just unwatchable sometimes. It's, it's, un, <laughs> it's unwatchable. And the Colts leading the division 2-1 and one right now. Hey, Minshew Magic. I'll, I'll say this. I've been – these two teams, new coaches, I'm impressed, you know. It feels like this coaching round, you know, round of new coaches this offseason, they, they – it was some good hires. There's some really good oh, coaches. Yeah. These guys deserve to be head coach, it feels like, you know. And Matt Eberflus does not. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, he, he does not. He does not. But, I mean, I – of these two games, I got to say the Texans going is more impressive just because no one thought they would win that game. I mean, no one thought the Colts would win either, you know, especially without Anthony Richardson. But, but I mean, I mean, dude, if you're a Texans fan, like, this got to be the happiest you've been in a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, I don't want to call it this early, but, like, the dude is third all time in passing yards in his first uh, three starts behind Cam Newton. Who was the other one? Peyton? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Peyton, but I know it was uh no, it was Herbert. Herbie. Cam Newton, Herbert, and Stroud. That's the top three. I'm pretty positive. I could be wrong. But dude, it's like 
I don't know. You can finish it off. I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> nah. Uh, I mean, and I'm trying to find it. Uh, most passing yards through three games. It doesn't pull up. Um, But, no, yeah. For I mean, just I was so impressed with what the Texans are doing. Uh, we liked him. We, we said we liked him when he got hired, but he is putting it together way faster than I think any of us could have imagined. And – there's not much to say. Like, CJ, he looks the part. And like you said, these Texans fans got to be so happy right now. That's the difference between this win and the Colts win. Yeah, you could kind of say maybe, hey, if Anthony was playing, they even have a better chance. I don't know, you know. Minshew is a vet. We've always, we've respected him on this pod for a long time. He's, I mean, he's going to he's gonna be in the league for that another 10 years, backup or starter. He's, he's going to have a job, you know. Oh, yeah. He's just a vet. He's a vet. He's a he's a competitor. No one like, no one dislikes him. No one dislikes this guy. So I think it's more impressive when your guy you drafted in this year's draft goes out there and beats a team they shouldn't have beat. It's divisional. Yeah, it's always going to be competitive. But to beat them the way they did, impressive. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Shroud looks the part. I'm impressed with what D'Amico Ryan's doing over there, and no disrespect to the Colts. Minshew Magic is here. I wouldn't mind even seeing this guy start for the rest of the season for the Colts when it comes to Anthony Richardson going down in both of his first two games. You know, goes down. I think it was a knee injury the first game and then a concussion second game. He's he's still scoring. I think got three tuds in both of those games. So Anthony Richardson, he's a part. He's going to be a part of this NFL for a while too if he can start protecting himself. But, yeah, Texans win. Very, very impressive. Let's go with some big questions around, well, not just the league. There was another one in the association. We'll kind of speed through these, give a couple quick thoughts. There's not much to talk about. Season doesn't even start for a while, but Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. What in the world is going on? Three, I think it was a four-team, but this one's, I think it was a four-team trade, but this thing says three. Um... I'll just kind of break it down real quick, and we'll give a quick thought on what this kind of do, does to the season for the Bucks. Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard goes to the Bucks there, just straight up to the Bucks. The Blazers land Drew Holiday. That's the other piece. Okay, Drew Holiday. They, this one says DeAndre Ayton. I think he goes somewhere else. The Suns get use of Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. The Suns load up and get some bench pieces out there. That's actually crazy what the Suns got. Um, I think DeAndre Ayton went somewhere kind of kind of big. I got to look it up. DeAndre Ayton, where did he go? Because he's not, he's not playing for um, – Yeah, he's, he's not on Portland. He's not on Portland. I think he may have got immediately traded there. Um, I looked up DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Ayton um, traded. Where did he get traded to? The Suns. It says he can't be on the Bucks. No, I know he didn't go to the Bucks. I thought there was a fourth team. And I must be wrong. He might be on the uh, Blazers for right now, but I don't think he stays. That makes no sense. I thought it was somewhere kind of interesting. Four, I thought it was a four-team trade. Well, guess not right now. I saw a four-team trade on social media, which everything on social media is correct, so you should believe <laughs> that. But... Um, I'm going to look up 14, Damian Lillard, 14 trade, and then nothing pulls up. We'll just kind of go over it. 14 trade. 
Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I'm only seeing a three-team do. Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, Red, give me your thoughts, though. What's this do for the Bucks? I mean, dude, if you're the Bucks, like, you ain't got to worry about Giannis leaving for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> True. Say that. I mean, this gives you at least the next two seasons easily, if not three, because Dame's not going to have to be the number one. But at least two, I mean, you know, you didn't really – you're not going to miss Grayson Allen. You know, you are going to miss Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday, but he's got to be close to age with Dame. Yeah. And with the amount you're paying, like, Dame is just an upgrade there. You know what I mean? And just for Milwaukee, like, this is the this is what Giannis needed. Yep. You know, so I just – I mean, I like it, man. You know, I, I would much rather see Dame play there than in Miami, <laughs> I'm being honest. I, I like – that Giannis is bringing in talent to a smaller market. It's cool. Hopefully, hopefully Anthony Edwards can do that to Minnesota. Hey, <laughs> it's a little bit of foreshadowing that goes down in uh, old Minnesota over there for the Timberwolves now. Yeah, for me, I mean, all these rumors about Giannis going here, Giannis going to the Warriors, Giannis going to the Lakers when LeBron's gone, Giannis going to the Miami Dol- I mean, Dolphins, <laughs> Miami Heat, you know. he's He was – it was never going to stay, apparently. And now they make this move. And like you said. Giannis going to WWE. Hey, WWE, <laughs> UFC. He's going to go, you know, he's not staying with the Bucks. That's that's what we were hearing. And like you said, this is, I mean, this is the perfect move to keep a guy, your superstar, possibly the best player in the league on your team. You get him the second best point guard in the league behind Stephen Curry. I mean, hey, I mean. And people forget Chris Middleton's there. You got two closers now in this squad. What a what a trio of players. Three all stars. I mean, I love it. The Bucks definitely are number one in my eyes. Yeah, the bench is the bench, but they'll figure it out. Every good team does. We'll see what they do, man. I'm all on the Bucks. I love this move for Dame. I'm so happy he can play some meaningful basketball for the first time in his career in a long time since they made the Western Conference Finals with the Blazers when CJ was still there. But he ain't even got a sniff defense, bro. Just just score. Hey, yeah, no, exactly. Hey, Chris Middleton, good two way player. Giannis, defensive player of the year. There's other guys out there they can throw on, you know, Steph Curry when they play the Warriors and stuff. So I love it. But I always love the Bucks. I've always loved Giannis, and I love this for Giannis too. So he gets a guy. He finally gets a, a no disrespect, Chris Middleton, but he finally gets a superstar to play with uh, for the first time in his career. He's already got a championship without one. So we'll see what they can do in this upcoming season. That starts that starts next month. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Basketball's coming in quick. I love it. God, I love it. Basketball and NFL at the same time. Got some World Series oh, baseball yeah. too. We're about to be in the pinnacle. Of all sports, man. Hey, there's a good UFC card in October. Hey, I couldn't be happier. Let's get through these last one big question here. We were going to talk about Jonathan Taylor, but he has asked for a, a trade. Like he is back on that. So we're just going to jump over that. We're not going to debate what teams should trade for him. That's just whatever news. We've already talked about that. Let's get real quick. The Jets did sign the one, the only, the greatest quarterback of all time, Trevor Simeon. You, Trevor Simeon, Trevor Seaman, whatever you want to call him. 
he's that guy, obviously. He would have not been a free agent this long of the season without being one. So, uh, Red, even if it's not the semen, is it going to be someone else that starts instead of Zach Wilson? Because, my goodness, this guy does not know how to play football, it feels like. Man, I mean, I just – what it's too late, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it's – they play the Chiefs Sunday. There's no way they're not one and three, in my opinion. And so then – Say say you trade for a dude tomorrow. Mm. He's not going to play against the Chiefs. If he does come in and play the week after, it's going to not be the full playbook. You know, cool what Baker did last year with the Rams, but, like, he got lucky. I'm not going to say he got completely lucky, but, like, he was playing the Raiders who did press man coverage on freaking, like, third and 20. Mm. Like, that was just a terrible call. You know, goodbye him, but, like, that's not going to happen every year. So then, say you bring in – I thought they should have traded for Brissett easily, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Say you bring in him now. You're one and three. He comes in. Hey, man, no pressure, but you have to – even though you've never been a legit starter in the league for more than like a season, now we need you to win three straight to get us back into playoff uh, contention. It's like – what? Like – you traded a six-round pick, and now I'm the do-or-die on your season? Like, it's just too late for, in my opinion. Yeah, it's too late. I'll tell you one thing. They really need – they really, really needed to keep Mike White. They should have, right? Now it's like, ooh. They're, they're, they'd be 2-2 two and two with Mike White easily. They would have beat the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, if they had any competent quarterback play, and you hate to see with having Aaron Rodgers, me and CDM were actually – doing a college Kings episode when it happened. I mean, I, that was so sad to watch live, you know, I was watching it doing this. Like, you just can't make the shit up. You can't, you can't, you know, it's like the jets are literally cursed. So no, I would have to agree on that one. I, I would love to see a new quarterback come in, and, you know, kind of lead this team. I think it's smarter. If you're going to, if you're going to say, all right, we're going to salvage this season. I think it'd be smarter to, you know, pull the trigger on a trade. Like you said, and maybe a Jacoby Brissett, if they're going to do that, you're not going to sign someone and he's going to come in like a Joshua Dobbs and, you know, or, well, he, he got traded for, right? Or no, he got picked up. No, he got traded. They traded a fifth for him. So, so there you it's go. like, there you that's got to be at least what you give up for Brissett, probably. There you go. So it's like you had to trade for at least a competent guy. I don't, I don't think it happens. I, it seems like they're fully invested on, you know, Zach Wilson winning this, this season for them. So. The Jets will be a top three pick if that is the case, even with that great defense and feels like great coaching. I still am a believer in Salah, so good luck, Jets fans, just like Bears fans and Broncos fans. It's looks like it's gonna be a rough season. Looks like it's gonna be a rough season. So let's go. To rapid fire game picks, brother. Let's get through this, man. I mean, we're not gonna stick too long and talk about every single one of these games because there's a lot of them to talk about, but we got a little couple couple points what I think happens and then we'll throw out our game pick, man. Just throw our score prediction. So, Red, let's I'm gonna send it to you. Recording this on Wednesday. Like we said, it's Thursday night football, so we're not cheating. Except when our picks are either or perfect. You know, we can't be a hundred percent right. But when these things are perfect, people are gonna say we're gonna che- we're, they're gonna they're gonna say we're cheating. So mm-hmm. Red, give me your thoughts. Lions, visit the Packers. They are one-point favorites. Those Lions are 45 over under. What you got in this game? Man, 
I'm taking the Packers. I'm going with the upset. Dude, I think this is one of the best games of the week. I think this is a high-scoring game, okay. believe it or not. I think there's a good chance Christian Watson and Aaron Jones come back this week. Yes. Green Bay's offense was already looking like we were talking about. They have Wicks. You got Jaden Reed, mm-hmm. Luke Musgrave. I mean, they have some guys out there. A lot of rookies. Just that team is so young, it feels like. Um, and, you know, the Lions, I mean, you lose David Montgomery. They're another team that's just young. You got Sam Laporta, who looks like a freaking top eight tight end in the league. Gibbs is good, but, I mean, Gibbs is doing really good, but he's not at his best when he's a number one, you know, north-south runner. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a high-scoring game. I'm going to take the Packers here 28-24. Okay. All right. Close on the score projection there. I kind of agree. I imagine that wakes up that Packers offense. We might see some fireworks early. I think defense is locked because I mean that Packers that Packers defense looked pretty good. I mean the Saints. Also, Matt Lafleur is better than Dan Campbell for whatever that's worth. Whoa, whoa, MDC. Okay, all right, all right. We're not biting kneecaps off over there in the Reds household. Um, they're biting off. Hey, they're biting them here. That dude, look, look, real quick. I respect. I respect uh, Dan Campbell a lot, but that dude just says shit. Like <laughs> he does. Nothing he says makes. He said, "What he say on Hard Knocks? I don't care if you have one eyeball and half a boob. I will kick your ass." It's like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Dan Campbell, but something tells me them dudes just sit up there and freaking drink. Beer and eat pizza all day. Like, oh yeah, that's the like, game bro, plan. Next, they're gonna get Gronk to be the tight ends coach <laughs> next, and just freaking shower with Monster every day. Like, nah, that's the move. I, just I, a bunch of just a bunch of bros out there coaching football. I think I think you just broke through what the Lions game plan <laughs> system is. That's that's what they're doing every week. It has to be. I mean, hey, I love it. I'm not fully. I mean, bro, freaking Dave Portnoy is going to be the yeah. owner of the Lions next week. GM, <laughs> GM, here we go. Who's the GM? Who we got as the GM now? Joe Rogan. Hey, this team, this team, I think that's a Super Bowl squad, brother. No. Just, uh, oh, man, I, I got to be honest, man. I, I am not fully sold on the Packers, though. So I'm going to have to lean on the Detroit Lions here. I like what I like they're doing, it. man. I like what they're doing. They uh, they destroyed the Falcons. When I thought the Falcons, hey, Falcons look like they were kind of putting some things together. Lions defense steps up. Looks like that draft ended up working out for them. You know, I mean, those those picks are playing pretty good so far. <sighs> not terrible. It's definitely not the best draft. No one's ever going to say that. But they're playing. Imagine, imagine if they didn't trade back and they got Jalen Carter, though. That's what I'm saying, bro. And then Gibbs at 18. That's what I'm saying, bro. I cannot believe Jalen Carter fell to the Eagles. doesn't make any damn sense. I don't care what the guy did. He's still a good football player. A monster. But, yeah, it that one's this one's hard. I think it's a very good game. Divisional matchup. I mean, whoever wins is going to be leading the, the division. So, and the Lions take it in this one. Very amazing game. 27 to 26. Okay. Let's one go. of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. Hey, we're on the money on that one. We're not going to be. We're not going to be wrong. Uh, Falcons at Jags. Did the Jags bounce back in this one? I'll start us off here. 
Falcons did not look great last week. Uh, I was kind of looking over those highlights, and I was kind of shocked how bad the offense looked. It was kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a reality check. I think there's a lot of teams that got hit with one of those uh, last week. That's what happens week three, you know. Get a little big head maybe when you think you're the best team in the league. Get smacked around. Jags have not looked good, but I'm – I'm I'm sold ish. I, I I'm picking the Jags in this one. It's not a very confident pick. I think we see a defensive battle. Not not even a defensive battle. I think we see a bad offensive battle. And I think Jags have got a little bit more firepower to kind of pull off one at the end. Falcons might have to make a comeback here and just not pull it off. I got Jags winning this one twenty one to eighteen. Okay. Man, I'm taking the Jags right here. Calvin Ridley revenge game, oh. baby. Calvin Ridley's going for five catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. I got the Jags winning 28-20. to 20. I love it. I love it. 28-20. to 20. Got them kind of figuring out their offense there. I don't mind them. I have to start Trevor if that's the, if that's the case. Steelers travel to see C.J. Stroud, that rookie that looked so good last week. Do the Texans pull it off red, or does that Steelers defense keep playing at an elite level? Man, you know, as much praise as, you know, as much praise as we were given Stroud and, you know, like, that's my dude. I love Stroud, but, man, no matter how good you're played or how good you've played, if you're a rookie quarterback, your worst enemy is a veteran defensive-minded coach. Mm. All right? Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly what C.J. Stroud is walking into. Mike Tomlin, whether you like him or not, got to be one of the most respected coaches in the league. The Steelers' defense is insane, even after losing Cam Hayward. So, I mean, I think it's just a little bit too much for Stroud. Don't get me wrong, he's been great, but it's not like he's out there throwing to Devontae Adams. So, you know, I think it's – I think it's one of those games where the Texans stay close and then they turn it over late. Maybe Stroud gets hit and fumbles or throws a pick because he's pressured, and the Steelers win 24-16. All right. I hear that. Steelers are going to pull it off for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm going defensive battle here big time. Not sold on that Steelers offense, even though they finally looked like they got some life this past week. Seems like maybe Matt Canada might be getting to his bag finally, you know. Digging in there because he's been digging for a while, not finding anything. Because my goodness, I am not a Canada fan. He was coach at LSU, coordinator. He's one of those guys that how did he get the job in the NFL? Kind of similar to Cliff Kingsbury type of deal. He's never really won anywhere he was at. Never really has won. Yeah. He's barely been a head coach. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I don't know if he's ever he did in college, but coordinating wise, I mean, he's never really been too successful. So he's one of those guys. It's hard to kind of. You know, oh, he was good back then. Uh, yeah. He's been okay. You know, I don't love the he, offense. He, he's good at barbecues. Yeah. Maybe that's all it takes with the Mike Tomlin <laughs> family over there. But, you know, I, I love the Steelers defense. TJ Watt is on a mission this year. He is so fun to watch defensively. He's like in some rare air. He's got, a, I don't know, I want to say the stat, but it's some crazy sacks and touchdown stat that's never been done in three games. But, Defensive battle here, like you said, this is not a this is not going to be a friendly game for old CJ Stroud. Kind of goes back to reality. Steelers win this one 17-13 for me. Oh, let's, let's get this one over with. The Doo Doo Bowl Broncos visit Chicago. 
Who do you got in this one? Two of the worst defenses in the entire league face off. I think they are actually the two worst defenses in the league. Who do you got in this one? 20 to 13, Broncos win. Terrible game. Terrible game. Uh, yeah, I'm saying terrible defense, and the offenses actually do something for once. Got Broncos winning this one 26 to 24. Okay. Commanders visit the Eagles. Big line here. You know, these, these big lines are tough to bet. Uh, with or against when it's the NFL divisional game as well. Commanders go to Philly to face those undefeated Eagles. Commanders, shaky team, hard to kind of gauge how they uh, kind of do this season. So tell me, what you got in this one, Red? Who you got picking in the Commanders-Eagles game? Man, I'm taking the Eagles. You know, I don't think Sam Howell is great or anything, but I definitely think he's – going to be better than he was last week. It'd be hard to be worse. Four, four picks, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, the Eagles' passing game has really been inconsistent, in my opinion, this whole season. But, dude, Nick Sirianni knows how to scheme up the run. That, that run game is going to produce. And if Jalen Hurts can get you 150 yards and one touchdown in the air, you'll take it. So – I got the Eagles on this one. I do think the Commanders look better. The only thing I like about the Commanders is Ron Rivera is fighting for his life. <laughs> so they're just going to be running trick plays, double passes. Like, hey. you know, this is a game you got to win if you're Ron Rivera. So I'll take the Eagles in this one, 31-21. Okay, so you, you got them covering. I, I don't think they cover in this one. I think – the Eagles look great, and the Eagles are going to run the piss out of the ball because, man, DeAndre Swift, he looks great. He looks great for that team. Picked him up in fantasy. He might be my gym. You know, I picked up on the wa- on the waiver wires. He looks uh, really good over these last couple weeks. He's been starting. I love what they're running. When they're running the ball, they're elite. When they try to do too much of the passing game, I love Jalen Hurts, but he is dominant when they have a run game to throw off of. If they stick to that, they're going to have a good offensive game. I think they do. But I think that defense for the Eagles kind of takes a step back. And we see some 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 Sam Howell highlights, but it's not going to be enough. Eagles get the job done. 28 to 26 for me. Another 26 piece out there. I'm throwing out there for y'all. Let's go to the Vikings visiting the Carolina Panthers. Minnesota winless as well as the Panthers are favored in this one, three and a half on the road. I'll start us off on this one. Vikings, they're going to figure something out finally. Like, they could have won and probably should have won that game with Brandon Staley masterclass, you know, last week going forward on his 20-yard line and giving the ball, you know, late, saying, defense, you, you saved me, saved my job. If they lost that game, Brandon Staley might have been out on Monday. Somehow they win it and everyone. They should have, so he would be out. Now they're just stuck. They're stuck. In freaking purgatory. (laughs) It's it's like punishment. He must have dirt on someone out there uh, in that front office. But I'm going to say the Vikings figure something out enough to beat this Panthers team. The Panthers defense is good, so it's hard for me to pick this number. But Justin Jefferson. You know, Osborne looks good. Addison looks like he's an awesome pick. Kirk has looked unbelievable this year. Offense, I think they're going to keep cooking. Defense is not very good. If Andy plays, it's a much better game. I love Bryce, but he's still so young. He's made a lot of good throws against the Saints when we played him, like throws that were like, all right, this guy's going to be really good in this league. But he's still a rookie. 
Andy's a, a vet. He has much more much more of an opportunity to you know find a way to kind of navigate this game for a win. I got the Vikings winning no matter what, though. Vikings pull this one off 27-23. to 23. Man, we got very similar scores. Look, I like the Vikings here. You know, um, I actually like them trading for Cam Akers. I think that's yes. a, a pretty good number two behind Madison. Yes. Um, you know, I don't think the Panthers are good, like, at all. Mm. I think they're, like, a bottom – five or six team in the league. Hey, Thielen, uh, number one there. <laughs> see, if that's your number one, man, like <laughs> he's cooking. I like I like Thielen, but dude, he is just he's sixty percent of what he used to be. Yeah. Um that dude is not catching a ball more than fifteen yards down the field no. anymore. But no. you know, um I just don't think the Panthers are very good. I don't think the Vikings defense is good at all, but I think with no matter how bad the Vikings' defense is, I don't see the Panthers putting up more than, say, 24 points. You know, especially if Bryce plays, I think it'll be a little bit worse. Um, Yeah, dude, like, I mean, don't really need to rehash anything. I got the Vikings winning. I think them adding Cam Akers, them being 0-3, I mean, I just think this is the first game they win. So I'll take them 27-20. Very similar scores, like you said. Let's go out there to Indy. The Rams, you have been a defender of this team, and they are not the worst team in the league. Um, Red. All right, you're still here. All right, I thought I lost you there. Um, All right, now, yeah, we got got this game here. Colts, two and one. Rams, you know, they've looked good. They've had moments. That receiving core is good. Nakua, hey. Oh, yeah. uh, Puka Nakua, he's good. He's good. He's playing that Cooper Cup role and thriving. Um, people are saying he's not going to be as good once Cooper's back. They say he's going to be back week five, so that's that's big. That's fun to see, Cooper, for your fantasy squad specifically. I know how that feels. But um, let's talk about it. Red, what you got in this one? Are the Colts going to get to 3-1 and one and you know have a stranglehold in their division, or do the Rams bounce back? I think the Rams bounce back here, man. Okay. Look, I like the Colts. I just think that I think the Rams got some firepower, man. Yep. Look, uh, Sean McVay isn't my favorite, but I, and I think Cam Akers was a good pickup for the Vikings, but I don't think Sean McVay would have just traded him if he was like, okay, we're just we have no run game without this guy. Let's trade him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there was some bumping heads going between them two. That was probably the reason he left, but I just think. I think if Stafford's protected and healthy, he's a top 10 guy easily. You know, I love Minshew, but Minshew's not throwing the ball down the field. You know, you still got Aaron Donald. So they still got guys that can make plays. Zach Moss, hopefully, is not going to put up 120 yards this game. Hey, fantasy God. Fantasy God so far. Hey, I got the Rams in this one. I do think it's a close game. This isn't going to be, you know – it's not going to be the game you're looking for to watch, but I don't think it's going to be a terrible game either. I got the Rams winning 26-21. All right, yeah, another similar score here. I'm actually going to pick the Rams after all the things I've said about them in the offseason, including the season so far. I agree. Matt Stafford, we, I think we talked about it before. I mean, he, you know, he's still he's still very good, man. I mean, he, when healthy, he still can do a lot of special things on that football field. Still got a lot of arm strength. Makes these 
offbeat throws still. I like what he's doing. Talk about what that receiving core is doing. 2-2 two, two, two Atwell looks great, too. So, um, I, I, I agree in this one. Andy, it's honestly, it's hard for me not to pick Andy. You, it, with Minshew or Anthony Richardson, I, I like what they're doing out there. I'm a big fan of what the Colts yeah. are doing. It looks like they have got something brewing, but I'm, I think Sean McVay pulls this one off, gets the job done, and kind of kind of puts the Colts back in their place, kind of reminds them, hey, we got we got a lot of work to do here. Um, even though I know that they're not telling themselves that they're Super Bowl champs, but the Rams get this one done 24-21 for me. Ravens at Browns. Defense versus a good defense. The Browns' defense is unbelievable so far. I'll start us off on this one because I saw this stat earlier. I mean, this defense is ridiculous so far. They are averaging. I want averaging allowing 170 yards a game. That's total yards a game, bro. They only allowed 94 yards last week. And that was the Titans. But 94 yards? This team's cooking on defense. Miles Garrett is crossing people over at the line, dude. This Browns team looks good. Looks really good. There's so many stats I could throw at you with this defense. I'm impressed. I think we see a major defensive battle in this one. I would love to say Lamar and this offense bounces back. It just feels like they're still in that learning stage. This is a new offense. This is not this offense they've been playing for the past four or five years with Lamar. This is a new offense. they got to learn some things. feels like they got to go through this grace period before you can fully judge it. I'm not going to say that they're dead, but offense is not where it needs to be. And the defense is still good. So I think we, we see a little bit of a battle here back and forth. I wanted to pick the Ravens. I'm leaning Browns, though, late here. Browns pull it off. 17 to 14. Okay. Man, you know, short and sweet. I'm sticking with my Super Bowl team. Deshaun Watson looked better, but, you know, I still think it's going to take more than one week to say, oh, Deshaun Watson's back. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a sloppy, old-fashioned AFC North game, mm. you know. Um, I got the Ravens winning 20 to 17. I don't know why I blanked right there for a second. But hey. I think this is one of them, you know, 2012 games that you see on Thursday. Now, you know, maybe not a nine to six Ravens Steelers <laughs> game, but one of those just gritty, tough. You know, I could see both quarterbacks just being barely at fifty percent, and not that the Ravens have a great defense. It's just their interdivision rivals. If they're going to step it up, I mean, this is the game to step it up. And, I mean, Clowney, like I was saying, they're leaning too hard on Clowney. He's played good. Like, he's played good. He's just not a number one. But he's, I mean, why can't he go out there and sack Deshaun Watson? He was on that team last year. You know, he's got to prove himself. So, I'm sticking with my Super Bowl pick here. I got the Ravens 2017. I like it. I like it. Another defensive battle. We kind of agree on that. Yeah, you, you, when you blanked, you were thinking about Miles Garrett crossing over. You know, yeah, crossing you over. <laughs> I understand it happens. I kind of visualize it all the time. Let's go to a, a just look, this one's gonna be fun. This one's gonna be fun. Massive divisional matchup. Dolphins go out there to Buffalo. Apparently. I think I heard that's right. I don't think Buffalo's went out there. I mean, Dolphins have went out there and won in a, in a good while. Um, that might be a made-up stat. I think that I heard that right. I think that was said on the 
ESPN this morning. May have been a different battle. I think it was this one, but Dolphins look unbelievable so far this season. Do they go out there to Buffalo and, you know, put up another 70-burger on this Buffalo defense? That looked very, very good last week. I think they do, man. I don't, they're not going to put up 70. 70. Not going to put up 70. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, Jalen Waddle didn't play last week. Yep. You know, I think this offense is just too much to stop right now. Yeah. I think – and this is when Josh Allen, to me, is at his worst, is when he's playing from behind and trying to do his damn Brett Favre impersonation <laughs> and throw three picks. So, yeah, I don't – you know – I just think the Dolphins right now. Mm. Now, look, if you told me that the Bills won this game 28 to 10, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what it is, but I just, I don't, I see the Dolphins winning by a little bit or getting blown out. Um, But right now, I think that they just, you know, I think they get ahead. Josh Allen tries to do too much, probably tries to hurdle like three people and fumbles. And the Dolphins go up 34 24 in the fourth quarter and win. All right, I hear you, brother. I hear you. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Massive offensive explosion. Dolphins are going to win any game like that. 34-28 for me. I don't got much more to say about that. Bucks go to the Saints. Jameis might be is going to probably be starting in this one. Uh, I'll start us off here. Just a dirty football game. 39 and a half is the over-under. It's not going to be fun to watch. Saints fan, if we get a win, we get the win. Saints get this one done. With James Winston not solving the Bucks' offense yet, especially with the Saints' defense still playing great, Saints win twenty to sixteen. All right, man. You know, I got the same score, but I'm going different team. I'm taking the uh-huh. Bucks right here. Uh-huh. Look, I'm not sold on their offense, but I think the defense is a little better than people are giving credit for. Mm. The Bucks' defense—they don't have a whole lot of, you know. They don't have a lot of depth, but they got veterans out there, man, that like to play. You know, you got Jamal Dean. You still got uh, Levante David. You still got uh, – who's 45? Devin White. Devin White, yep. Yeah, you still got Devin White. I get him and Devin Bush mixed up so much. Yeah, he got picked, but, um, he got picked this last week, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, they still have players, man, and I don't think – I think these teams are closer than people think. I think if Derek Carr was playing – then I'd probably give the Saints a slight edge. But, man, I just think – I think the Bucks have the better run game right now. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, probably. So, hey, I Alvin think, back, though. Alvin back, James Winston revenge game, baby. Revenge. But, but even then, like, <laughs> I love Alvin, but, like, yeah. is he ready for all that workload his first week back, you know? It's not fair, no. If, see, if they had Jamal Williams and it, it'd be perfect. You give Alvin 10 carries, four or five catches. But, you know, I'm going to take the Bucks. I think they are, you know, they drop back down a little bit, losing to the Eagles. But I still think they're going to ride that hype train a little bit. Uh, you know, Baker's got a couple more weeks till they pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll go same score. I'll go Bucks 20, Saints 16. This could flip-flop either way. Like you said, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be a highlight game of the week. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. There might not be a single highlight that goes on ESPN this one. Let's go out there to Tennessee. Terrible offense versus a offense that's been struggling. Bengals. Do they get the job done over the Titans? Red. Man, you know, I think the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson's just too much to uh, 
handle. Titans don't have good enough of an offense right now. I got Bengals winning 21-13. Right there with you, man. Very similar scores. Bengals get the job done for me. I don't think there's anything to say about the Titans. Bengals, will, they're going to figure it out. They're still my Super Bowl pick in the AFC. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to that as hard as I can. Bengals 23-13. to 13. Cardinals go out there to the 49ers, try to pull off another upset. Double-digit underdogs again. If Vegas hasn't learned, do they pull off the upset red? They do not pull off the upset, man. Look, you know, we gave the Cardinals their praise. They got their their big win. Mm. You know, like I don't that that I'm not saying that the Cowboys are like you should be that excited for beating them, but like they weren't even supposed to win that game. You yeah. know, they're not about to do it two weeks in a row. So I do think it'll be closer than the spread. Obviously, that spread's a little ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of them games maybe where the s- score isn't necessarily an indicator of how close it is because I think it'll be a one-score game most of, the, most of the game, and then around the fourth quarter, the 49ers will go up by 10 and then win 27-17. And I think it's a pretty clean game. I don't think there's a whole lot of turnovers. I just think that, you know, the Cardinals probably won't make it over midfield a ton. Yeah, we're very similar on score in this one, too. Another 10-point game here coming here for me. Yeah, not much, not much to say. 49ers will find a way to just make this a clean football game and, and get the job done. No, no, they they don't need to win the Miami way and put up 70. They can they can be okay with a 7-point a win, a 3-point win, or a 40-point win. They get it done here, a 10-point win, 30-20 to 20 for me. Got the 49ers in that one. Let's go. Patriots at your Dallas Cowboys. I'll let you start us off here. There's seven-point favorites over those Patriots. You got a good defense. What are you thinking in this one? Man, I'm taking the Cowboys. Look, this is probably well, it, no indicator yet. This could be the first time in about over 20 games that the entire offensive line is healthy and playing at the same time. Look at that. Please, please. <laughs> it has not happened since Tyler Smith has been drafted. Yeah. So, and then, you know, man, I've been talking a little bit about revenge games. I'm not worried about Zeke's revenge game at all, okay? Oh. I'm glad Zeke is doing okay, oh. you know, good for him, <laughs> but it's not like he's putting up a 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. I'll take the Cowboys 31-21. You know, I don't think – the Patriots, I do think, are a little better than people are giving them credit for, but I just think Dallas is better at – Pretty much every skill position, except for maybe, maybe like interior D line. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Probably, maybe you know, just because y'all's youth, y'all still got talent there. I think Patriots defense make this interesting, but the Cowboys, they'll find a way. You know, it's gonna be a physical football game, in my opinion. I think Cowboys are gonna be tested when it comes to their physicality once again. Like the Cardinals, kind of maybe showed something with that. Patriots are. They're going to be physical. It's a Bill Belichick team. The Cowboys are going to pull this one off 23-20. to 20. Let's get through these last couple games. Raiders at Chargers. Who you got in this one, Red? Man, you know, I'm going Chargers right here 31-20. I think they. it sucks that Justin Herbert has to have one of the best statistical games of the last 10 years for them to win. But, <laughs> it, you know, for um, someone who's – or a quarterback, he completed, he had the highest 
completion percentage of any quarterback who's attempted more than 45 passes in a game in NFL history was 40 of 47, completed 85% of his passes. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's what he has to do for them to win. And he's probably going to – he can do it again. He's that good. You know, um, he's not number one in the league. I don't want to turn this into a Justin Herbert thing, but I love Herbert. I just think the Raiders aren't that great. They're a scrappy team that's going to – be the best two and seven team of all time, but <laughs> I'll take the Chargers on this one, thirty-one twenty. Yeah, we're not gonna see a Brandon Staley masterclass in this one. I don't think he's gonna allow it. It's still, I'm still gonna go one score game here, but uh, you're gonna have to make a two point conversion if they want to make this possible. Chargers, Herbie, get the job done. He's my fantasy quarterback in the pound perspective league. He's going to keep this thing rolling for me. Number one in all, all quarterbacks. Keep it rolling. Let's keep this one going. 28 to 20 for me. Chiefs at Jets. Let's make this one quick. We know who's going to win. What's your score? 34 17. Mahomes about to go off. Yep. 32 to 10 for me. This is going to be bad. It's going to be bad. All right, let's get this last one. And Seahawks at Giants. This is a tough one for me. I was really struggling with this one on the last last pick of our, our, our picks here. One and a half point favorite for the Seahawks. Red, who you got in this one? Man, I'm taking the Giants in this one, oh. actually. You know, I think, it's a, I think it's not a high scoring game. I think it's close the whole way. And I think the Giants come through on the last possession. And I think this is, not a huge, but kind of a Darren Waller breakout game. Maybe like a, you know, six catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Six catches, 70 yards, something like that. I'll just, I think the Giants will control the clock. You know, I think the Seahawks will have at least one turnover. This isn't going to be super exciting game, in my opinion. I'll take the Giants, like I said, 2017. All right, yeah, I'm a little go opposite here. I think the uh, Seahawks offense is cooking right now. Like with Geno's kind of getting, kind of getting his feet back under him. I'm I'm a believer once again in the Seahawks team. I've always liked him. I've always liked him. I'm always gonna root for Pete Carroll. I'm always gonna trust Pete Carroll in these types of types of games. It's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a, a momentum type of game. Giants are gonna play really good in my opinion. It's gonna be an entertaining football game. I got the Seahawks pulling this one off in a. You know, pretty pretty interesting one. Twenty eight to twenty seven. Okay. Right. Yes, sir. That's it. I like it. Yes, sir. That's it for like our picks, it. man. Hey, we're gonna be back next week talking oh, yeah. about these games, how awesome and how right we were, and make some more predictions, man. We might have to do some other stuff with other sports. Who knows? But hey, it's a week to week basis. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Pound Perspective. Reg, you got anything else you want to say? No, nah, man. No, nah, man. Uh. Good movie out on Hulu called No One Will Save You. Okay. You know, go check it out. Hey, go check it out. We might have to be doing this, you know, being a movie guy. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to finish every pod now with a movie suggestion from Red. Look, bro, there is a badass Japanese movie called okay. Battle Royale. It's okay. free on Tubi. It's basically the Hunger Games, but better about these ninth grade students. They get sent on an island and have to kill each other. Go watch it. It's free. Oh, all right. You heard you heard the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Go watch that movie right now, Battle Royale. He's not talking about Fortnite, you know, youngsters out there. <laughs> All right, Red, thank you once again. That is it. will do it for us on the Pound Perspective, episode 40, presented by Nate Doug Sports. Have a great day. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to the Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. <laughs>